Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Fall is here and we could all use a stiff breeze. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life, but let Blue Chew take you the rest of the way. Bluechew.com and the code TMS. Coming up on TMS, why the what and not who if found please return this underwear to all 71 year olds are 71 alpha falfa spankinky and dalarla mayor mccheese was recalled extremely prejudicial muting miss you guys and your wives right-handed driving simulator cosplay for concern you haven't seen the blah 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 <laughs> who brings a gun to a baby shower we done did have full show peewee's porn house the brothers brown are all blue jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. These girls just love me, all right? They call me Mr. Sexy Coca Beats, right? Hey, anyways, it's just, I'm just being myself, right? I can touch you. The Morning Stream. Am I still here? Hello? Morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. Yeah, that's right. 2121. <laughs> mm, there I it says, is. And it's, uh, and it's your Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember and now I know why. Yeah, yeah, now, now, you know now why. I don't have to think about it or ask you like an idiot like I did yesterday. Uh, <laughs> now I get it. Fully Wait, aware. so we don't actually call it Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. <laughs> If I'm ranking dumb things I said yesterday, that's up in the top two, at least. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, welcome, everybody. Uh, Speaking of dumb things, I don't know how dumb this is, but I just realized something and then I got a bunch of crap for it. So I'm going to ask you if I should have gotten crap for it. All right. Sure. Need your honest opinion. Here we go. Uh, lady from uh, the the the, um, the Ted Lasso, uh, blonde older lady runs the yes, owns the Annie Lennox. Annie uh-huh. Lennox uh, looking lady. <laughs> I can't even her name now. Pat, Tabitha Van Dreesen. What is it? Yes, that's that. W- Waddington, uh, Raddingham. That's it. Uh, what was her first name? Something Waddingham. Anyway, <laughs> Hannah. Hannah Waddingham, that's her name. Hannah Waddingham. She's Waddingham. great. Or Waddingham, I guess probably is how you do it there. Okay. Yeah, Waddingham. She's <laughs> she's great and uh, really like her in Ted Lasso. I, sh- I sure wish she'd get more excited at the Emmys. Uh, just, uh, you know, just yeah, wish. very subdued, very uh, yeah, quiet yeah. and, uh, you know, demure. Uh, no, she's very excited. But anyway, she's great and I really like her a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was the shame lady from Game of Thrones. 
I didn't know. What? See, Brian no. didn't either. See, Brian didn't know either. Or, I didn't know either. Seriously? See, yeah. So don't. Now I feel even less bad because yesterday on Twitter I did this post where I did a picture of them side by side. She's yeah. the lady that's like all covered up in the the nun looking uniform yeah, yeah, with the yeah, bell yeah, going yeah. shame yeah. and she's shame. Yeah, yeah. How do you, shame. Have, a, you have a bell handy? Shame. Why do you have yeah. a bell? That's great. Just so I can do that. That is really the only thing. The only reason. And so. I got a mix of stuff on on Twitter. Most people are like, "Whoa, I had no idea. That's what a crazy thing. I had no idea either." But then there were a few of you who did know. What is with and the he internet? Probably gave you crap about it. Yeah, why can't the internet just have a, have let me have my moment instead of going, Scott? We knew this a year and a half ago. Where have you been? It's like, calm down. I did I had no idea. It was just a fun little discovery that I, I apparently I'm not the. First to find it, obviously, and I'm, I was yeah. sure it wasn't even when I posted about it, but it was a delightful discovery, and let me have my moment, okay? Listen, I'd forgotten she was in that first season of Sex, sex Education. She was uh, one of the, the the lesbian partners that had the uh, the son who was the swimmer. Yes, the swimmer son. Yes, that is correct. Yes, and uh, yeah, completely, completely forgot about that until he mentioned it, too, because she looks so different in both of those roles. Yes. And she looks totally I mean, different inside in Game of Thrones. You'd never even know it was her unless someone told no, you. No, no, completely. So there she was walking behind naked. Uh, 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 what's her name? Going shling, shling, shame, shame. And then I was just surprised. And then I got all this heat, especially this guy from Britain. He's like, yeah, Scott, like, uh, just so you know, talented women do other things. They don't just do oh, one thing. Good like, Lord. Really? I'm like, dude. I'm going to jump through the internet and I'm going to tie your <laughs> testicles together and then I'm going to swing them around like freaking, uh, I don't know who, a little Nas yeah. X going to the whole old town road and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to smack him against the wall. Like, why would you even do that to me? It annoyed Listen, me. There's, there's people who get beat down so much in their real life that when they have the smallest upper hand of knowing something on the internet that maybe one person, uh, one other person didn't know, they wave it around like the biggest banner they can. So, oh, yeah, enjoy I, your banner, dude. I enjoy mute, it. I muted with uh, with what do you call with muted extreme with, prejudice? Yes, extreme prejudice, pre- prejudicial muting is what I did. <laughs> Try enjoy it a lot. Uh, yeah. All right. There's that. Uh, okay. I thought this morning, we usually have a little bit more time on a Tuesday morning before uh, we get to news and stuff. So I no, thought. No Dunaway. No games. No Dunaway. Yeah. No. We don't have to cram all a bunch of crap in, right? Yeah. So instead, yeah. I'm going to read some emails, catch us up a little bit uh, from some listeners. And I'll give you this example. This is from Jerome. There are not enough, my in my opinion, there are not enough Jeromes in the world. Right. Right. I like that it's name. true. I like that name a lot. I think there are 11 of them in the, in the time. In the band, uh, the time. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I mean, is there at least one in the time? Is there... There's definitely at least one because okay. uh, Morris Day during uh, during the the bird, the song, uh, the bird. He says, uh, "Now Jerome." Oh right, and they pa- yeah. that's how they pass it over to Jerome. That's how they there. pass it over to Jerome. Right, yes. right. I remember on Seinfeld occasionally uh, Elaine would refer to Jerry as Jerome, and it used to make me laugh. <laughs> well, anyway, right. here's what Jerome says. He says, "Hello, SpaceX and Blue Origin." That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, look at that. S&B, look yeah. at that. It's appropriate, too. He says, I've noticed Scott sometimes uses what I find to be odd phrasing when describing a person. For example, to describe Michael Jackson, people might say, oh, he's the guy who did beat it. But Scott would say, oh, he's the guy what did beat it. <laughs> Why the what? Which is, which is a funny choice yeah. for his example because of the way that's even phrased. I completely agree. He says, why would Scott say... 
uh, oh, he's the guy what did beat it. Why doesn't he say, or why the what instead of who? Uh, is that a regional thing or some sort of deep frog pants reference? Love the show, though. Jerome. Jerome, I can tell you this, and it may disappoint you, and I really feel bad about this. <laughs> I do it 100% on purpose, knowing that it's weird. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like doing that voice of the, uh, it's like the guy up in Maine going, oh, I wouldn't go up there if I were you. Right, just kind of exactly. like a weird yeah. colloquial like a thing that I don't actually do in real life. I never do this. But on the show, it's like mm-hmm. Brian could say, um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, you could say. Uh, I like that you're going to come up with another example after we've we've just provided. Yeah, I have a perfect one here, but I'm going to go ahead and just add one on top of it. But let's <laughs> say Brian's talking about an actor. He could say. Yes, I could oh, say, oh, guy. did you hear that they're coming up with a new, uh, that Scott Bakula hinted that there might be a new quantum leap on the horizon. Oh, I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's got, that, that's the guy what was in that bad Star Trek series. So you could. There you go. See? Perfect. Just yes. throw it out there. So what I'm saying is, I do it because I like, I think it's funny and I like how it sounds, and that's it, 100% it. It's not a thing that I do in normal conversation. I don't like stand in line at the DMV and they ask me where I'm from. I'm going, oh, I'm from that town. What was west of here? I don't do that. Yeah, right. So. Now, you, you mentioned uh, before, like your your uh, comedic inspirations, Norm MacDonald, John Cleese, and David Letterman. Yeah. And even though I'd never remember David Letterman doing something like this, this is this feels like something that his influence would have would have given you right like it's this. very dave yeah. hey paul did you hear uh it's the guy what did uh, uh <laughs> yeah totally <You're laughs> maybe don't lose right. my number <laughs> you're absolutely right that stuff comes out whether i like it or not and it's been in yeah. me it's been in my blood since i was a young teen watching letterman on tv so yes. i think that's part of it but regardless i just to me the conversation's more fun it's it's yeah when colorful. You, it's like if we just boy, boy Jerome, if we just did the uh, I know he's not complaining about you saying it, but no. but boy, if we just did the all right, um, well here's the news and um, <laughs> yeah. you know, a guy Wait. in Florida licked the, the snake's butt. Well, that's funny. All right, uh, also in the news, uh, Jack in the Box served a, a taco with a finger in it. Okay, hey, it's time for jury. You wouldn't want that. You want the flavor. No, no. We give you the flavor. It's the, it's the flair. Yeah. We're giving you 15 extra pieces of flair. There you go. Bunch of flair so that you're you're a happier guy during the day. And here's the thing. like <laughs> I, I do it with lots of stuff. If Kim says, I'll do it with them, I'll say, I need to get down to the Walmart. No one says go down to the Walmart. Right, right of course. Yes. Not, not unironically they don't, but I do. And that's because yeah. it's fun to say. That's it. That's all it is. It's right. fun to say. Right. It's flavor. Uh, but thanks for asking, Jerome. Flourish. At least you asked. Sure. A lot of people just assume I'm dumb. But uh, <laughs> ah, they, those people in Utah sure talk weird. <laughs> yeah. No one else talks like that around here as far as I am aware. Uh, here's one from Bernie. Uh, he's okay. talking of uh, talking about generations here. He says, hey, guys. Star Trek, uh, Star Trek movie? Yeah, yeah you know, the Star Trek movie with the ribbon in space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, there's another example. With the ribbon in space. Like, it's with just the a, ribbon in space. Yeah. Right. I could have said that ribbon, that time ribbon. But no. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to notice it every time I do it. Damn it, Jerome. Oh, no. Darn it. Now we brought, we brought attention to it. Damn you, Jerome. All right. Uh, hey, guys. I found out that the new generation uh, kids born from 2011 through now is called the Alpha Generation. I didn't mm. know this. I didn't know this either. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with what alpha male or alpha dog or. Right. So many alphas. Project Alpha. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, alpha. Alpha flight. Right. Alpha <laughs> Falfa. Wait. Alfalfa. Alfalfa yeah. is what I meant. Alpha Falfa. Alpha Falfa. <laughs> oh, I loved the little rascals and that character, Alpha Falfa. 
Not to mention Spank Yankee. He's great, too. And uh, Buckuckweet was great, too. Buckuckweet. Yeah. Buckuckweet. Oh, man, I love. They all had a crush on Darlarla. Yeah, Yeah, Darlarla. Man, you know a lot about that. The little (laughs) rascals. Listen, some kids were watching uh, Dukes of Hazzard. Apparently, I was watching uh, episodes of uh, The Little Rascals. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that. No judgment. (laughs) No. It's a lot. Anyway, he says, I was looking at charts that broke down the generations, and one of them said for Gen X, uh, latchkey kids, high divorce rates, etc. Is that true? We have high divorce rates in our generation? I don't know. I guess we probably do. Probably more than, uh, probably more than boomers. But I'm guessing those millennials, uh, those damned millennials just below us, they probably are, I don't know, their divorce rate would be any different. Anyway, uh, he says, my folks bucked the trend. Uh, I think yours did too. Well, my parents were not Gen X. They were, they were very much. Well, they'd have to. Our our parents' generations were, would have to be boomers. They were born of, they were born of the World War II generation. Our grandparents, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I have this right. Yeah, this right. Okay. Yes. He says forty years. Also, right. Yeah. 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 Well. He says I also saw one for parenting style for Gen X that said abandoned. Really? <laughs> I don't think any of this matches up with what I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show, says Bernie. But uh, well, Mister Mister Sa- Senator Sanders, I appreciate your email. Um, uh, however, I don't know if I agree with a lot of that. I think the uh, abandoned for parenting style for Gen X. Brian? Yeah, I didn't know that parenting style abandoned. I mean, I I thought that because uh, I know parents my age uh, who are super helicoptery, right? Like who do the opposite of the yeah free range parenting, and they just like hover over their kids every every move oh my gosh you you uh got short shrifted on your hot lunch today at school and only got you know 11 peas while the kid uh, down the way got 14 i'm gonna go talk to the principal yeah and i know that's they mainly lay that at the feet of millennials but i agree i know plenty of gen xers who parent that way yeah um I, would, I mean, millennials. You know, millennials are the uh, recipient of it, while the Gen Xers are the <laughs> the the doers of it. I, I guess, guess millennials so. are more the Karens, right? Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, the way maybe. the way I look at it is once again, I'm reminded this this generational stuff doesn't actually work. Like, you can make big, broad generalizations about it, but at the end of the day, it doesn't actually really work very well. Because mm-hmm. I didn't parent like that, and I'm definitely a Gen X. Uh, my parents were not typical boomers the way that people view boomers today mm-hmm. like no. the stereotypes just don't work you know i mean they work but they don't really they're not they're not very individual they they work for great generalizations ah the mm-hmm. boomers whoosh mm-hmm. cast a wide net whoosh but at the end of the day it's a, everyone's different everyone's individual and it's kind of stupid and i don't know why we do it yeah i was i was 100% a latchkey kid um for almost from like about fourth grade yeah about fourth grade on because uh single mom she was working sometimes she'd work late hours and i'd have to come home and make myself a sandwich or the tombstone pizza later on for dinner as i got older tombstone pizza and uh used to love those yeah right and uh and and sometimes even uh, see myself to bed watch some tv see myself to bed and you know, that's the way it was. That's just the way it was. Yeah, that's a good. Lon says in the chat just says, I'm technically a boomer, but I don't match any of the stereotypes. Yeah, people just don't. Now, mm-hmm. Brian was kind of latchkey. I was somewhere in between. Uh, there was a period of time, probably fifth, uh, maybe five years old up through about 12, where it felt like I had free range of everything. Like just mm-hmm. uh, school, came home, 
let them know I was alive. And then I was out with my friends forever, finding snakes and catching bugs and whatever we wanted to do. And then yeah. back home at night, just because there was a bed there, like. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. It's like you were staying in a in a hotel on the strip, right? Where it's like, ah, going out. Okay, just come back to the room to sleep and then get up and go for it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is it? Somebody was asking uh, what a latch key is. Latch key is kid it? means it's like you Stack let Vanessa yourself in. Asking. You just kind of run. You just do your day. You don't need yeah. uh, rules or whatever. You've got a. I mean, I literally had a key to the house on a string on my neck. Right to unlock the door, uh, so it wouldn't get lost because that's a smart thing, you mm-hmm. know. You yep. run around, you're playing all the time. Yep, yep. And although it seems like you could easily get that thing hooked on a monkey bars or something like that. <laughs> did your mom make you write your name on your underwear? Because I know it's a stereotype, but mine no, did. mine totally no. did. I had to write my name on all my underwear. I don't know why. I do it now in case I wake up in a strange hotel, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't do it then. Everything. If you guys find an old I pair do. of pants or an old pair of underwear right. that says Bibby on it, you know what's going I on. Do it, uh, I do it during Nertacular Weekend, TMS Vegas Weekend, sure. uh, Dragon Con. Uh, the entirety of your trip to Ireland, all of it. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Hell, I'll probably do it during San Francisco this weekend. Sure. Oh, yeah. Just in case. So you're go- are you there for a whole full weekend or just a couple of days or what is it again? I'm there for the full weekend. We leave late Thursday night. Oh, that's right. Like okay. a couple of idiots. Um, I let uh, Chris Brown, who's probably listening to the show, he listens. Hi, Chris Brown. Hi, happy Chris birthday. Brown. Happy 60th birthday, Chris Brown. Yeah, happy birthday, Chris Brown. Note that I no longer don't make say the Chris it. Brown joke. Exactly. Note that I don't do it anymore because I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, really, he, he picked our times to go. Um, so, And because these were the cheapest flights, we're leaving very late Thursday night and we're coming back very late Sunday night. Oh, wait. So he's going with you. He's not there. No, he's, yeah, he's, I'm, technically I'm going with him. He's going there because his brothers are out there. They're throwing him a big birthday, okay. uh, big birthday party this weekend. And, and he that said, makes hey, sense Brian, to me. I thought for some reason you. maybe he moved out there or something like that. I don't no, know no, no. Okay. No, he lives out here. All right. That makes sense. But his, his, uh, his twin brothers, his brothers who are twins, yeah. um, who still do just look just like him. I yeah. mean, all of the, the Brown brothers uh, look like uh, Blue Men Group. Uh, rejects. Yeah, Blue Brothers. Blue, <laughs> that's right, Blue Men Brothers. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, what was it? Where was I going with that? Anyway, they're they're throwing him a big shindig this weekend, and he asked if I'd uh, join him nice. for the for the fun and festivities. I think that's great. I think you're gonna have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, he came to Vegas for my fiftieth. I'll go to San Francisco for his. Yeah. For his he's 60th, almost so. like my brother's age. Uh, I guess he's a, two, a year and a half shy of my brother's age. My older brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what it's like over there in the the six the sixty plus range. How that feels? Yeah, well, we'll know soon enough, and I'm not in any. Uh, no hurry at all, dude. No hurry. No hurry at all. Slow Bill down. Murray there's seventy one today, if you can believe that. Who is Bill Murray? Bill Murray is seventy one. Seventy one. Hold on. Who else is that age? Who seventy one year olds are that age? Years old. Is his birthday today? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Bill Murray's birthday is today. Let's find out who he shares that with. Uh, Bill Murray, Dr. Phil, um, Kenny Ortega, Stevie Wonder, Caitlyn Jenner, mm. uh, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, the same age as Bill Murray. That's cool. Yeah. 
uh, Richard Branson. These can't all be the same day, though, right? Uh, maybe no, they, maybe no. they're all just 71 years old. That might be. I good. think they're all 71 year old, years old, yeah. William H. Macy. It's my deal, Wade. My deal. He's in here. <laughs> uh, Robbie Coltrane. So you, you're Hagrid. I'm an old man now, mm-hmm. Harry. Dooley uh, Waters. Jay Leno. Yeah, you, you hear about this? You hear about this? this, this, this uh... Uh, <laughs> let me find another big one here. Um, uh, David Foster. Let's see. These are all getting boring. Oh, Martin Short, 71. So that's cool. Oh, uh, there you go. Sigourney Weaver. Jeff Bridges. Uh, wow. Oh, the 71 way, Club is full of uh, full of talent. Yeah. Ron Perlman, Don Johnson, a whole bunch of people. Um, Here's the thing. By the way, we named, we, we gave a lot of names. So we can't really say, oh, no, if that person dies, it's our fault. We gave a lot of names. Oh, that's so. a lot. Yeah, if they all die, yeah. then then talk to me. If they all die right. tomorrow. Maybe that's the thing. Whenever we name somebody, we need to name like 10 <laughs> other people. Dilute the, uh, dilute the pool. <laughs> I love that idea. Just name everybody else. Yeah. Look at the party you would have with these people. Brad Dorif, Steve Wozniak, uh, Bill Gibbons, <laughs> or Billy Gibbons from um, ZZ Top. Oh, wait, is that Billy Gibbons? Uh, yeah, 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 that's Billy right. Gibbons is one of the guys from ZZ Top. Bill Nye is in here. Uh, wow, really? Yeah. This is a, a Peter Gabriel, dude. 70, 71. Oh, Peter Gabriel. In your... Dead. What a great class of... Guys. Uh... <laughs> I was going to make some like joke about like uh, Robitussin or I don't know why. Is it, you know, some old man thing that I couldn't think of it. <laughs> So these are all people, I guess, born 1950. They yeah. would have to be, right? Yeah, 1950. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or or late 1949. There you, there you go. And haven't had right? their 72nd birthday yet. Oh, yeah, good point. Princess Anne, too, as well. She's in there. Uh, yeah. yeah, she loves yeah. it. Hello. <laughs> oh, Ariana Huffington is in there. Hello, darlings. Hello, darlings. Welcome to my party. She'd run the party. That'd be her deal. She would run the party, yeah. And yeah. it would be in the HuffPo and there'd be a, a joke. Uh, you know, the the opening of the article would be, what do you call it when 11 71-year-olds throw a birthday party? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. And oh, and you're an Ann Wilson uh, from, the, from oh. uh, the the band. The, the band. From the heart. The heart. Yes. There you go. What was in heart? What was in heart? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, bringing it back around here. Um, yes. Let's see. Bernie Sanders, or sorry, Kristen Fl- uh, Christine Fletcher. We know her, Scott oh, Fletcher's wife. Oh, yes. She I, truly is Mrs. Scott Fletcher. I love that Mrs. Scott Fletcher listens to the show and sends in feedback too. on the regular. It makes me very yes. happy. She's probably a God, more... I miss, we miss them so much. The Fletchers rule. They're my favorite. some of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, Christine wrote in, and she says, Hello, friends. Thinking about Brian's driving experience in Ireland and wondering... Why someone hasn't created a video game that people could use to practice driving in a foreign country? Seems like a no-brainer to me, but what do I know? Miss you guys and your wives so much. I love the and your wives part because that's probably that probably <laughs> well, let's means face more. It, that really is who that really is who she misses. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. I'm going to bold that. Part. Uh, yeah. No kidding. Why yeah. is then and, and put this on the freaking uh, um, on the Oculus? Give us a car like an Oculus car driving simulator where you can choose any country's car driving style well euro truck simulator has your has your uh, number because that even though you have to drive semis around and stuff so it's not quite like a car car but it's on the other side of the road you're on the other side of the car it's like all the european stuff uh in that game also the game sleeping dogs which is like Uh a gta like set in hong kong 
it's not quite the same because <laughs> it's not a simulation and you're kind of up and behind the car but you're on the left side on the on the okay. uh, other side of the car driving so that, that would that might right. work that's and not I, bad and i think forza um, the forza games may feature that's this what somebody just said in there yeah, and claire just said forza yeah, yeah the forza, forza games um maybe the there's something called uh it can wait driving simulation made by at&t for the oculus but i can't tell oh my lord <laughs> what this is at&t i guess it's a game where you can practice texting and driving i don't know <laughs> oh man that'd be bad that'd be bad um, AT and T making a game—that's an odd idea. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, anyway, uh, um, there you have it, uh, Christine. Always good to hear from you. I hope you're, you and Scott are doing well, and the kids are good, doing yeah. good. Uh, the kids seem to be doing great. They have. Awesome. They always seem to be doing great. Yeah, they have amazing girls, and uh, there'll be some some one three them, very one of them blew a trumpet in your ear, if I remember correctly. That is correct. Uh, she's a trumpet trumpist. No. <laughs> Trump, don't a, trumpetist. Don't be a trumpetist. Trumpetist. trumpetist that's a per, that's the preferable yes. way of saying it. She's a trumper. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> uh, all right. There's the all you can eat for the top of the show. Thanks for your email. Send more in uh, the morning stream at gmail.com. Now the news. It is time for the news, and it's brought to you by. If you care about indie games coverage, like games like Drive on the Left Side, Fool, then you'll <laughs> want to tune into the live taping of The Boop Show today at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, only time zone that matters, here at Frogpants TV. Uh, Frogpants.tv. Scott and Brian Dunaway have the goods, so come get the goods and see if the goods are good. Podcast and more info at frogpants.com slash boop. Yep, this week only, it's today. Usually it's Mondays, but uh, Brian had a thing, Pushed so it. I... I became, he, had another, uh, he was waiting for a couch yesterday yeah. and couldn't, couldn't record. Probably still didn't arrive because that's his luck right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's a fun one. A lawyer dressed as Michael Myers, not the actor-comedian Mike Myers, uh-huh. but the uh, serial killer from the Halloween movies, Mike Myers, Sure, uh, was arrested after roaming a Texas beach as a prank, according to the cops. <laughs> uh, this is a lawyer, actually, dressed as a horror movie character as a t- uh, on the Texas beach. Says his eccentric actions were just a prank to make people smile. Uh, but it also led to the arrest of Mark Metz- Metzger, uh, the Galveston attorney. Uh, people saw roaming a local beach in a Michael Myers costume. He was cited for disorderly conduct and released by Galveston police. Police received a call Monday about a masked man holding what appeared to be a bloody knife uh, while walking on the beach. And uh, yeah, cosplay really belongs in cons. <laughs> like, if you're walking into a grocery store dressed as uh, Pinhead from <laughs> yeah, uh, Hellraiser, yeah, you're you're probably doing it wrong. Probably. Save that stuff for the cons or for events where people are expecting cosplay, not yeah. the beach or Halloween Day at least. You know, like so right? Yes, it. exactly. But wandering around the beach in the, in August or September is a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, also. Uh, he even said on his Facebook page, it's still fuzzy on what was exactly illegal. Like, I would say there are countless examples of stupid YouTubers doing stuff like this yeah. or worse in public yeah. and not having any repercussion for it and instead enjoying millions of views and, you know, money. Right. Um, so I feel a little bad that this guy got nailed while, you know, Jake Paul. While can Aaron, yeah. yeah, Jake Paul runs free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he lives, yet lives free. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he says uh, they took him off in handcuffs, which probably were pretty fun. Uh, the blood and the knife were fake, of course. 
Uh, quote, bringing positive vibes to the gloom and doom out there, generating some laughter, helping people crack a smile. I mean, maybe dress up like, I don't know, uh, Ronald McDonald or something. Why? I don't know that why you think you're making people smile as as Mike Myers from as Halloween. Mike Myers. That's the question, right? I mean, if you were to if you were to cosplay as Pee Wee Herman and walk down the beach, no big deal. If no you were to deal. cosplay as the Hamburglar and walk down the beach, no problem. But I don't know you why know, people gonna... who don't even recognize your Mike Myers see the bloody knife and the uh, the mask and think, "Holy crap!" Yeah, except Mayor McCheese. You know, if you see him, it's f the government and flip him off. <laughs> right, he's totally a uh, anti-vaxxer. That Mayor McCheese. Nobody likes Mayor McCheese. Guys, no. Um, all right, moving on. Yeah, I guess what is the is the illegal activity? Is it uh, intentional mayhem or something? I mean, it's you know. Probably not impersonating that. a serial killer. <laughs> well, I mean, they said what they uh, disorderly conduct. That's, that's oh, yeah, they the did statute. Say it. Okay, um, that's the statute. So he, so oh, when he says fuzzy on conduct. what exactly was illegal, I mean, I don't know why he should be fuzzy. And he's a lawyer. You should probably yeah. know. Well, that's why he's fuzzy. Yeah. That's a lawyer thing to say. I'm still not quite sure how this was illegal. Yeah. By the way, I'd forgotten just how skeezy the lawyer in. Uh, in the wire is that works for like Stringer Bell and and all those guys. He is the skeeziest lawyer on TV ever. I hate him. I hate his guts. Lawyers, man. I think lawyers yeah. are all right, but boy, that guy sure makes you look bad. I have tell you not what. seen the wire, and I know it's a it's a gross oversight, but uh, it's fantastic. I know, I know. Highly, it's one of those things. It's like the West Wing. If you haven't seen the blah blah blah, well, I need to see the blah blah blah. It's, it's pretty and it's pretty great. It's so weird though seeing so Idris Elba. This is really his breakout thing, right? This is the thing that really got him yeah, places. Right. He plays this character called Stringer Bell, and he is possibly the most frightening, quote unquote, villain. I mean, the show's different in that things aren't. There's no like. The guy twisting his mustache is the villain, and the guy uh, with the bright, smiley teeth is the good guy. It doesn't really work that way in that world. It's very gritty and realistic, and people are kind of nebulously immoral kind of across the board. But Stringer Bell scares me. That dude freaks me out for lots of reasons. I won't spoil it, but you need to, you should watch The Wire. Okay. It's very good. Um, all right. What am I doing here? Oh, yeah. The sex, this is a second story. Not sex story. It's not a sex story. It's just, the second sex story. It's the yes. second sex story of the day, everybody. You asked for more sex stories? We delivered. <laughs> uh, three were shot as family fight uh, broke out over gifts at a Pennsylvania baby shower. And it erupted oh, no. in gunfire. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Those baby Bjorns are super popular. I mean, they're hard to get, too. So Yeah, you got... How else are you going to get one? You got to pull... You got to pack heat and then fight with your neighbors, with your friends. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Three people were shot Saturday during a baby shower in Pennsylvania after a fight about gifts. Police in Lower Burnell, a small city 30 minutes west of Pittsburgh, northeast of Pittsburgh, rather, responded to a call reporting an active shooter uh, by the fire department just after 6 p.m. Authorities discovered it was not an active shooter situation, but rather an isolated family incident during a baby shower. Suspect was taken into custody after a 23-year-old man, a 19-year-old woman, and a 16-year-old boy were all shot. Oh, my God. Excuse me. All three were taken to the hospital. With gun, uh, gunshot wounds, their conditions are remain unknown. Doesn't appear anybody died though. So that's I good. feel bad for the sixteen-year-old having, know, having right? to go to a baby shower. <laughs> I know, right? It's not even about the shooting at this point. It's like, <laughs> that's why I feel bad ooh. for him. No sixteen-year-old wants to be in a baby shower. 
Oh, Lower Burrell, not Burnell. Sorry, Chad. Lower Burrell, sure. There are people in Pittsburgh holding me into the fire here on the on the details. There you go. Yes. Uh, police said they believe the family argument that broke out over the presence turned physical before the shooter took out a semi-automatic handgun and began firing. I can't even imagine Jeez. this. What did this look like? Like no kidding, a semi-automatic criminy. I know. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, Do we even know what the actual argument was over the gifts? We just know that they were fighting over gifts. No, that's it. And I don't know why you would, because baby shower is about bringing gifts for the parents and baby that's that's coming. Yeah. So automatically, the assumption <laughs> is that every gift in that place is for that, and right. that's it. So what would you fight over? Right. Would you fight because your better your gift that you brought is better than mine, and you've shown me up? <laughs> That's that's the only thing I can think of. You got him a diaper genie. I got him a diaper genie. <laughs> you got him an even flow, uh, whatever the hell those are called, and I did too. And mine's better. I got it Breast at Walmart. Pump. Yeah. Breast pump. Uh, TVZ makes the point that the 16 year old might have been there because it might have been her baby. Oh. <laughs> His or her baby. No judgment, but possible. It's entirely possible. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's no no details about the uh, about. I'm looking at the article here and that's really all we know is that's what the yeah it says well they even say the name of the suspect is not has not been released mm-hmm. that tells me it's possible let's see does it say who that shot they're still yeah yeah they, they could be too young to say their name i don't know well maybe don't maybe don't do that you know i don't yeah. know yeah i mean i don't want to i don't want to get up in people's business or anything but i'm thinking that maybe don't shoot each other at a baby shower is what i'm thinking maybe don't even bring the gun yeah Maybe, that maybe was, leave the gun at home when you come to the baby shower. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or maybe quit caring about gift stuff. Who cares? It's yeah. all dumb in, in the end. Uh, all right. Here's a here's a story I like. I don't know why I like this guy. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like I, there's, there's a stage in my life. I'm not there yet. I don't know when I'll ever be there. But there's a stage in my life where I could be this guy. So I, I relate to this guy for some reason. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but I'm going to read it anyway. Okay, so a man kept calling 911 to report that he was tired. Oh. Aren't we all, dude? Yeah. <laughs> An Indiana man kept calling 911. And they were like, Mr. Pence, please stop calling us, please. Uh, to inform police operators that he was not tired, that he was tired, uh, we'll spend the next two months resting up in a county jail. Oh, is that what happens if you do that? I guess you they they hook you up with some rest. Well, I mean, you're, if you make calls to the emergency line that aren't emergencies and you keep doing it, probably got a few warnings and then said, "All right, you're yeah. tired. You're coming. You're coming with us." Yeah, come be come be tired here. Uh, David Schroeder, Daniel, rather. I don't know why I said David. Age sixty one was arrested Tuesday night at his Evansville home in connection with a quartet of calls. So four of them. Four of them. Uh-huh. Uh, placed that evening. I've been to Evansville. Oh, have you? What's the paper yeah. there? I don't remember. remember. I don't remember a thing about it, but I do remember doing the install there. Uh, trying to remember if I had to fly into South Bend or if I flew directly into Evansville. I might have flown directly into Evansville. Never been to Indiana before. Almost did a couple of years ago for uh, Gen Con, but uh, didn't quite happen. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They just had that. In fact, it just ended. I hope it wasn't a super spreader event. We'll find out later. Hope not. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see. Schroeder, uh, let's see. The mail caller kept calling and stating he was tired, says the police report. Schroeder uh, calls were his or about his weariness came a day after he pleaded guilty to a prior misuse of the 911 system. 
So he's done oh, this before. So he's even he's a serial caller. Yeah. Uh, they st- <laughs> uh, he copped to uh, calling police to report he had been upset with that a female relative was quote not following his rules unquote. This guy doesn't understand what nine one one's for. He needs a, mm-hmm. he needs a class mm-hmm. or something. Sounds I like mean nine one one is a joke. I heard uh, I heard a band singing about that in the oh, late eighties. Yeah, yeah. Nine one one is a joke. Nine eleven. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also a car. It's a Porsche nine eleven. <laughs> it's also a, yes. a horrible day in, in American history. I've been watching. Well, I can't tell you because I have recommendals on Wednesday. I can't tell you what, what I watched. I watched mm. something. I'll just say but it was it's something related to either Porsches or nine <laughs> eleven. Yeah, it's one of the two. Let's just say I had my I did my own inside job. Uh, oh. and, and watched uh, I watched some documentaries and uh, two go. of them. So I, I think could've... I know the one you watched yeah. probably because I've been seeing it promoted recently. Yeah. There's a couple of very, very good 9-11 documentaries. Which, one, which ones did I see? There, uh, you know what? I'll say there are four. I watched oh. two. Wow. And which two you'll have to wait till tomorrow to find out. I will wait until tomorrow. Will you wait until then? I will I will wait. And find out which of the both that I chose. <laughs> to find out what you thought of both of them? Of both, both of them? Um. Anyway, to the dude earlier, yes, that is a localism. The both and the wink. That's that's yeah. definitely that. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on here to see what else happened. Uh, the judge ordered him to serve six months in jail, but suspended imposition of the uh, sentence on one condition that he never calls nine one one again unless it's an emergency. He violated. Okay, I'm <laughs> sure you know. Yeah. Uh, he violated that agreement almost immediately the following day. <laughs> which prompted prosecutors to file the motion seeking the revocation of suspended sentence, and now he's actually going to go to jail as a result. Uh, it's a misdemeanor charge, but it's still sixty days. Uh, let's see, they're going to run, they're running concurrently. Whatever, I, I missed all that. Anyway, Schroeder's rap sheet includes convictions for driving while intoxicated, as well as convictions for narcotics possession and leaving the scene of an accident. So, not his first time to that rodeo. Poor guy. Yeah, I think there's something further wrong going on there. Poor, poor Schroeder. He just, That's right. He's trying to get Lucy to like him, and he just can't get it done. No, no, Lucy likes Schroeder. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. She, he's, get off my piano, Lucy. I'm tired. Yeah, he just tired wanted, of it. He just wanted to make music, and she would. She was annoying. Yeah, looking at the police report to see if there's anything. Lucy, sometimes get the hell off my piano means get the hell off my piano and get out of here, Lucy. Lucy, I'm the piano with diamonds. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, uh, nope. He just uh, he just call, kept calling in, stating he was tired. Dispatch informed officers that he called nine one one four times this evening, uh, or four times this evening. Officers placed the offender into custody for misuse of the nine one one system. No, nothing, nothing fun, exciting in there. Oh. Done games in the chat says maybe this guy needs some help and not jail. Uh, maybe he needs both. Like he probably does. Yeah, need, he probably sure. does need some help some counseling some. this would be something that that tina and her current job probably would get involved with just to see if he's yeah well no because it, it's not a uh it's not an abuse exploitation uh situation so no nope it would just be a guy who needs help yeah just needs a little help and a little jail time but some help <laughs> get some rest in jail yeah have a little jail time i mean you have the law so you have to like do the law but you can also help you can help and that and we're right. kind of bad at that we're pretty good at getting people you know, we're pretty good at the law part. We're not great yes. at the like, not so good at the uh, getting them help part. <laughs> yeah, we're not so good at like the after uh, the thing, which is well, it has to do with that documentary again, which I'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, finally, final story. Yes, a man has returned bottles 
like you do. You know, you turn them in and you get like five cents a bottle mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah, your uh, your deposit. Yeah, you yes, exactly. It's a long well, deposit, no return. There you go. It's a great way to recycle glass, and it's been around forever, and that's what people do. Well, a man returned bottles from 1913. 1913 <laughs> <laughs> for deposit and 108 years of interest uh, in Pennsylvania. That's where the American vampires live. That's their headquarters. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yep, that's where they're all. Wow. At. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Okay. A penny pinching man in Pennsylvania tried his luck at returning century old crate of empty beer bottles for the deposit. And it worked with 108 inter- areas or uh, years of interest. The customer was not identified, but Irving cliff brewery of Honesdale reports on Facebook posts that it made good on the deposit guarantee. Um, this was about 30 miles northeast of Scranton is where this happened. Okay. A local antique collector was cleaning out an old storage bin when he discovered these uh, ICB wooden beer crate bottles from 1913. Uh, in there were seven blue flint cork and cage bottles. Blue flint is like a, is that a brand? That's cool. It must be, yeah. Blue flint, because that's capitalized. Blue flint cork and cage bottles. I really like the name. Yeah, you got blue a flint. bottle of that blue flint over there I can have. Uh, There's see. a photo on that. Uh, look at that. Oh, cork and cage is where they've got the the stopper that's on the metal holder on the bottle where you flip it up and oh, instead right. of, yeah. Gotcha. Um, let's see what he got. Oh, okay. So they calculated it. Five cent return on each bottle plus interest came to 60 bucks. $60. Nice. That's a pretty not bad for just a crate full of shit that you're not going to do anything with. So good job, good job. Why are people crying for Carter? What's going on? What happened in the chat? Uh, imagine living here. This is America. We believe the freedom to arrest all. Oh yeah. <laughs> when she's listen, my daughter's and you know she's a recent college graduate. She's super stoked about just just getting a sticking it to the man right now she likes to stick right. it to the man carter yes. you keep on sticking it to that man tell that Absolutely. man you're there to stick it to him <laughs> uh, all right we're gonna take a break when we come back to the program uh we'll spend a little time with justin robert young jury for short we got stuff to talk about with him and there'll be more after that but you'll have to listen to this song and then come back to do it so brian want you to introduce the song as you always do Will do. This is uh, a duo called Pale Moon. They're an Icelandic Russian psychedelic duo. Uh, Amy and Nada, or Ami and Nada. Uh, they've been working on an album, but they've been slowly releasing tracks ahead of that album. Their previous release, Parachutes, got them a lot of recognition. We pl- we played them here on the, uh, on the on the show before, and that one actually charted on Icelandic radio. Uh, this is a fun, upbeat song called Strange Days. They just released it a couple weeks ago and shot a video by uh, Dimitri Lit- Litvinov. Um, here's the fun thing. It's a fun, upbeat, happy-sounding song, but then you listen to the lyrics. It's like, oh, well, this is a little bit darker than I thought. So it's kind of a cool little uh, juxtaposition of mm-hmm. those two things. Uh, I love it. I'm sure. I'm sure you will, too. Uh, go see them in Spain as part of the 33rd Mercat de Music Viva de Vic. So our our Spain listeners, there you go. Go see them. <laughs> wow! <laughs> all of you, all of you Spain listeners, go out and see them. Uh, here they are: "Strange Days" by the band Pale Moon.
guys what's going on you know it's fall it's fall do you do you feel it uh we could all use a a, a stiff breeze <laughs> this episode's brought to you by blue chew guys listen confidence can take you pretty far in life it can help you in the bedroom as well especially when it comes to stepping up to the plate well that's where blue chew comes in blue chew is unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. And you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. This process is pretty simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, no doctor visits, no sitting around in that office waiting for anybody, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door as well in a very discreet package. So, first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? That's right. Blue Chew can help you in, uh, you know, the ways you need it to help you. <laughs> so if you could benefit from that, a little bit of extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code TMS to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information as well. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's episode. Howdy, Big Tex. I'm ready to ruin Buddy's reputation just that we discussed. Oh, shit. That didn't work right. Hold on. Let me play that again. And he doesn't say tits, by the way, everybody, so calm down. <laughs> that. like what he said. That's not what he said. All right, here we go. It's ticks. Here we go. Howdy, Big Tex. I'm ready to ruin Buddy's reputation just that we discussed in our text messages. Hideous intelligence. <laughs> They are all that is man. This is the morning stream. All right, well, the chat room thinks they heard whatever they heard. So, was that the was that the body cam audio from uh, Mel Gibson's arrest uh, several years ago? I don't uh, remember what this is. Hold on. Howdy, big ticks. I'm ready. <laughs> it's ticks, but I, uh, bad buddy. I don't remember what this would have been from. I wrote bad buddy. Uh, 
Bad buddy. What do you think that is? Bad big tits. I don't remember. I don't know, but if this was a film sack movie, I probably would have said, uh, I'm sorry I'm out this week, guys. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it might have been, actually. This is an old file. I don't know, but who knows? I don't know what I did there. All right, welcome back oh, to the big show. Text. Big Ms. Tex. Carter J says, oh, it's Big Tex. Is it Big Tex? Is it from a cartoon or something? Because it seems like a cartoon. Howdy, Big Tex. <laughs> Howdy, Big Tex. Howdy, Big Tex, it might be. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone's mind went to a different place, and that's fine. What are you going to do? It's a good place to go. Hey, that song you just heard was uh, Pale Moon by, I'm sorry, it was Strange Days by the band Pale Moon Nice from uh, Iceland and Russia. What a great combo. It's a great two. combo, Iceland and Russia. These are their stories. Do, do, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Well, look who we have here, everybody. It's Justin Robert Young broadcasting live all the way from his studios in Austin, Texas, the great state of Texas, the Lone Star State. Ted Cruz's Texas. Anyway, hey Justin, welcome back to the jury duty. Well, it's good to have you here. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, 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 I'm sure I'll find some part of Utah that I can tie to your residency. <laughs> Mitt Romney's own Utah. Mitt Romney's um, Utah. Yes. Yeah, why not? Yes, yeah, but you like Mitt Romney. I'd have to find somebody that you. Oh yeah, I kind of do like mm. Mitt Romney. You'd have to. Well, like we don't like Mike Lee around here very much. He's kind of a. He's kind of a oh, I forgot Mike Lee was your other one. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's kind of he a dink. Yeah, nobody likes Mike Lee here. It's like this. Well, think of the Sarah Lee. Everybody oh, likes Sarah Lee. Nobody likes Mike Lee. Is, is it a Mike Lee joint? It's a Mike Lee joint, yeah, which sucks. It's really unfortunate. Anyway, um, hey, uh, you're back. Uh, we're good to have you here. It's a Tuesday, which means jury duty time, and time for us to spend a little time with Justin. Now, here's the thing. Today, uh, there's not a ton going on uh, politically that's at least interesting for the show. However... I want to hear about your very, not, very speculative, boring congressional stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I want, mm-hmm. but I also want to hear your your. You have a not a conspiracy theory. It's not the right word. You have a. No. a it was an observation. Okay, I made an observation. All right, let's hear that first, and then I want to talk about why the last man. So, on the uh, politics, politics, politics Patreon, if you sign up at the three dollar level you get two extra bonus podcasts. One of those is the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday show where I uh, uh, peruse all the clips that have come out from the official social media teams of the Sunday broadcast. That's Face the Nation, Meet the Press, State of the Union, Fox News Sunday, blah, 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 blah. And I, I just kind of digest the narratives that are coming out of it because it's very, very interesting from my perspective to see what is being talked about on multiple shows, the questions that are being asked, the guests that are being had on. There was actually a great moment two weeks ago where uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Manchin just kind of chased each other across all the different shows, hitting each other with mallets like itchy and scratchy. It was, <laughs> it was great. Uh, but on this last episode, on or this last Sunday, there was a very weird question because I had heard nothing about it. And I, I've talked to people that are in this industry that had heard nothing about it. That was asked not only to Dr. Fauci, who is now also a part of Biden's like official vaccine Cabinet. Or, yeah. or COVID response team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which Before is a position he's just, held in previous presidencies, including Trump's, right? Same kind of position, or is it different? No, no, no. He's like, in, in now he's like recommending actual policy within the administration. Oh, Before interesting. He's the okay. head of the NIH. Okay, gotcha. Now he's like recommending policy. Asked to him and the CEO of 
United Air, uh, Airlines, which is domestic vaccine air travel mandates, mm. which I hadn't heard anything about. And in my mind, where, where I immediately go is not that this is like a secret thing or anything, but more likely that there's a rumor going around or somebody's got a story, but you don't have enough to kind of like print it. But if you've got these people here, you can just ask them about the random thing and see whether or not they say something. Neither denied it and neither said that they were absolutely against it. Uh, Fauci indeed said that everything was on the table. So uh, I, I just noticed that. And so when, when you were asking me for topics, I was like, eh, there's this thing I noticed on Sunday. So do you, so if, uh, if t- like tomorrow or sometime soon the FAA comes out, I would assume that would be the branch they would do this through and say, uh, everybody freaking top down mandate. No more, you know, vaccines mandated on these, uh, for, for air travel from everything from employees all the way down to every last passenger, uh, that is, you know, able to get it or is approved to get it. Cause some kids can't and all that, uh, wouldn't surprise you. Right? This would be for passengers. Remember Biden Indeed. is a- mandated right. anybody uh any uh business that is over a hundred uh a hundred employees is federally mandated to uh tell their employees to get vaccinated so that would presumably cover all but maybe the tiniest of puddle jumper airlines oh good point mm. yeah that's already been done uh, you're right so this would be for us that. you know okay. yeah well. so uh some have any of the airlines done this independently or uh, that we know of? I don't think they no. have, right? None of that. No. Okay. In, in, indeed, uh, I, I think that that would certainly, if that were to happen, it would likely come in tandem with a gigantic pile of money from the federal government because, uh, uh, you know, air travel has not quite been what it was. It still hasn't recovered, yeah. You know, uh, over the last uh, year, really. And now only with the international travel being lifted uh, are, are some of these airlines going to be able to to really start to maybe even sniff a glimpse of, of what they kind of used to do. Yeah. But even then, you know, this would be something that would be fairly controversial. Not, not even just the fact that imagine you get to the airport and, and indeed you have your identification and you have your ticket, but you don't have your vaccine card. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. geez. Mm-hmm. Honey, did you bring Or you don't thing? have the right vaccine. That was something we saw uh, in, in DIA was that uh, some people had the Johnson and Johnson. Apparently that wasn't enough for British airways. Like you, you have to oh, have really? Moderna or Pfizer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but, and there was a, um, Justin, you can't go to London now and hang out with Will. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, not so fast, Mon. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've double dipped. Oh, did you do the double? If you've double dipped, I didn't know that. That's cool. How'd that go for you? Do you have a third eye, or what's going on? Uh, yeah, no, all of my shockers have opened. Uh, no, it was it was uh, a remarkably like a trip to the CVS. Wow, <laughs> weird, very uh, eventful then, uh, full of full of twists and turns. Uh, well, all right. So you'd, yeah, you'd be fine then. But, um, okay. So if nobody's done it independently, say, I need to consider this, the idea that they, the federal government would come to bear and say, uh, all right, it's mandated for passengers. And then part of that would be a deal they would strike with the airlines, basically stimulus money as part of I that. Would imagine, I mean, I, I suspect that the airlines are going to continue to want stimulus money no matter what, yeah. because these, you know, 
these are companies that, uh, uh, you know, one of, uh, my, my, my favorite, uh, uh, community members for, for politics is uh, a pilot. And he says that, uh, October's when airlines die. Mm. It's basically when you figure out, okay, we did not make enough over the summer when people travel a lot. So we're not going to be able to really supercharge what we need to do for the winter. And we're probably going to die. Yeah. So it's like if, if you are a fl- if you are an airline that is kind of on the ropes and some of them are in terms of their balance sheets, who knows exactly when and where you know, that would happen. Like there are many airlines, even healthy ones that would that would very, very, very much like more money from the federal government. Right. Right. And especially since, you know, it's the federal government that's putting, uh, uh, you know, they they were, you know putting restrictions on on passengers and this would certainly be a fairly large restriction yeah it also feels like this isn't that crazy of a well first of all you're hearing it from these two different people in two different news shows all right so again let me quantify this This it's not me reporting anything there's not even me speculating that it will happen yeah this is a thing i noticed yeah when chuck todd asked the question to dr anthony fauci and I forget the name of the anchor on Face the Nation asked uh, a, a a the same question to the CEO of United, whose name I also forget. Right. And it, yes. And they're all in cahoots, is what Justin. Just kidding. I'm not, not saying, saying they're in cahoots. I'll tell you what. Well, all right then. Fair enough. Um, th- this transitions nicely because uh, in the uh, the fabulous, wonderful, one of my favorite comic runs of all time, Why the Last mm. Man. Uh, all the men die all of a sudden. Uh, this is not a spoiler. That's the basis of the entire thing. And um, they the first ninety nine percent of the pilot. Yeah, all the pilots. Or, yeah, ninety nine percent of all of pilots are men, and they all drop out of the sky oh, suddenly. The pilot of the television show. We're about. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, the first three are out, right? That's all. Uh, they're all first out there. First one yes. deals with the actual events. Yeah, I've not I watched the fourth, yet. The fourth one might have even come out by now. Oh, has it? Okay. I the the I've not had a chance to watch it. I plan to because I'm like I say a huge fan of the comic. We talked a little with Stephen about it yesterday in terms of its reception so far and that sort of thing. But um, I hear word through the grapevine that you really really liked it. I know you like the comic, you like the source, but where, where are you at with the show? And do you think they're gonna is it gonna rock or what? What do you think? Wait, what'd you hear? I heard you liked it a lot. That's what Stephen said. He says he heard you really liked it. Is this not true? Was he was he? Was he making a face? I, <laughs> oh. We can see, it. like you, he didn't join us uh, via video. Wait, I'm not on video? Oh, yeah, Why you're are not you on not video. on video? Yeah, Lights are. Oh, we I, just figured you were naked. No, Jesus Christ. Well, no, Christ. you know, we just, we don't want to assume. Maybe you got your wiener out. Yeah. Wiener's Why don't oh. you guys call me on video? Look how Sun's green out, you are. Out. Well, because we're on audio. Because we already have a show. Yeah, we already yeah. have the show going. We yeah, can. we're already on. We do the, we got this, uh, this weird hybrid video. thing going. And, I'm definitely sitting under hot lights so I can see. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna really quickly say something that's gonna avoid a bunch of emails. I'm looking to see. I think it was just a couple people bitching that they had the Johnson and Johnson and that they weren't getting to fly. But I'm guessing they had the Johnson and Johnson did not bring their Vax cards to the airport, and that's why they got turned away. Oh, okay. It wasn't I'm about the to fact see. that they come. had that that Vax. It's that. They it's weren't. that they didn't bring their card. Okay. Yeah, to right. prove that it. makes more so, sense to me. All right. They're just preventing some emails from people. No, Johnson and John totally okay to fly international. Brian's a liar. Hopefully they've had a lot of time since you said it originally. Yeah, so they've we'll already see. composed and sent the email. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's happens. already done. The it's already done. It's broken uh, containment. Right. The, uh, exactly. I like the green today. It's very nice. 
Um, all right. So, Justin, ba- back to the p- thing. So you didn't like it. I don't know where you did you or not. I guess I'm asking. What you what do you think of it? Well, look, I like you love the comic. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to be right in the comics, guy. <laughs> uh, no one however, wants to be that guy. Yeah. Let me just ask you this. Yeah. What did you love the most about the comic? What were the things that you enjoyed? Not plot points per se, but just themes and things that would happen situations that characters would be put in broadly what what, what did you enjoy about the comic? okay so that's a great way to ask it because it, it is actually the thing i like about the comic the most it's never it's that comic is never about the minute to minute stuff it's about the broader the broader themes and the broader uh context of things and for me it's first off the premise itself i love this concept of the the what that would do like this what if kind of question of if all of that part of humanity just suddenly died. Well, and, would, and, and for those who are unaware, all men die instantly. Yeah. Just, like it's not uh-huh. over a series of months. It uh-huh. is brain hemorrhage. It's like a Thanos snap. Yeah. And it was all uh, males. And worse. Yeah. Worse. Uh, so yeah. Because yeah, they all hemorrhage. Something like that, except with more corpses. Yeah. And uh, there is our main character, Yorick, the why and why the last man is seemingly the last male on earth. And, yeah. and it is his uh, uh, journey to find friends, family, uh, meaning, and uh, uh, his girlfriend. Exactly. Okay. He's got a little monkey with him too, which is, which is good. Oh, he's got a little monkey. Yeah. Monkey. Oh, yeah. Monkey. Sorry, I forgot about the monkey. Yeah, a little monkey. Male monkey too, right? That's the other weird thing. Yeah. Is, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Ampersand is also a male, right. which but is uh, even more puzzling. It is puzzling are, because I, if I remember right, remind me, did the, all the rest of the animal kingdom also lost their male counterparts, right? Did I? Did I? I okay. Yes. 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 Everything with the Y chromosome. That's right. Y chromosome out. That was the deal. Yep. Which so, is why also the Y and Y the last man. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's right. There's like three meanings to that Y and the Y yeah. and the last man, and I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. an amazing thing. Yeah. Brian K. Vaughn's a genius. Anyway, the point is, uh, so this happens all of a sudden. So that one, that one thing is very, really intriguing to me. Just this concept of the president, most of his cabinet, ninety five percent of the pilots in the air. Most of the military, most of the leadership, in, at least in this country and countries like us, uh, we're, we're so male-dominated, all of a sudden just hemorrhage out of their face and drop dead. And that alone is really intriguing to me. Just like yeah. that, how do you handle that moment? It's very apocalyptic. I am always like that kind of stuff. And so that's that right there is big. The other one to me that I always loved about the comic was how, and others have heard me say this before, so sorry for repeating myself, but how overnight... Uh, the U.S., Russia, and others went from the world's largest military superpowers to being almost worthless, and Israel went to the top of the food chain almost immediately yeah. as a military and, and superpower. Immediately be- imposing their will because of mandatory service for women. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was and and that just that conceptually is this a really fun thought experiment um, in terms of just you know fiction. So. Those are the big overarching stuff that I liked them. I liked everything in it that was humorous. I liked the I, I did like the relationships and the people and the stuff and all of that. But what really gets me about that story is its 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 core concepts, its foundations. And so I feel like if the show at least tries to retain those core foundations, that I'll be in, I'll be having a good time. You're but, right. Um, You're but, right. Yeah. If the show did, <sighs> you would. So what? So. 
So I'm not going to hate it. <laughs> I like the way you're saying that. Because you really like, like, what was the thing that you hated and I loved? They did. Not much else or something like that. Like there were, there's some, there was the other shoe that, has to drop. There was something that Justin really liked or really hated re- some sort of recently. Them doing the Watchmen story. It was them taking the Watchmen oh, mythology Watchmen. and I just kind of disagreed with what they thought was important or cool in the Watchmen mm. mythology. That's what it was. Watchmen. Yeah. We had a real division on that. So it's kind of the same problem here. You feel like they've just taken the, the no, source. Cause and- the Watchmen again was telling a story with characters or with mythos and with a, with a universe that was beyond, they weren't doing the Watchmen comic. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Yeah. And, right. And so I just fundamentally disagreed when you're looking at like, what's important in Watchmen. What does Watchmen mean when you're, when you're trying to set the rules for the universe, I just didn't I didn't agree with what they thought the rules and lessons of that universe were. And mm. so when they told their story, no matter how well or poorly told or acted you thought it was, uh uh that was just a fundamental thing from me as a neck bearded comic <laughs> dork. That being said, <laughs> yeah. Why the Last Man is a straight out retelling. And I don't need a comic adaptation on television to be a straight-out retelling. Mm. I loved Preacher. Mm. Preacher was great. Mm-hmm. I loved Preacher from the first moment. I was another. I read pretty much Why the Last Man and Preacher almost, if not simultaneously, it was back to back. Yeah. Uh, I, I from the first moment, the first frame of Preacher, where they have this like 1950s creature feature like fake space diorama thing that is that is set to uh you know that is the voice of god barreling its way toward earth i was like all right these guys get what makes preacher awesome immediately Mm. that it is very serious Mm -hmm. but very silly but very violent but very uh 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 loving like like all the characters really do care about each other and that's ultimately where the story is hung my problem with why the last man is that why the last man to me as a comic is everything that you just said Mm -hmm. it is the world that exists after this event Mm -hmm. and through three episodes boy are we are we really slow playing our way to get to that six month later title card where the world has totally gone upside down yeah. and now it is up to our main character and his his guardian to kind of make their way through this world and now they will uh, uh they are our guide through this new bizarre world uh you can very much tell that this version was uh, uh adapted as a kind of Handmaid's Tale meets Walking Dead kind of premise, Mm -hmm. which I think while both those shows have very high highs, I think even fans of both those properties can understand that writing wise, they can have very low low Mm -hmm. and no, no argument there. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think that, that we are getting the absolute best version. Instead, we're getting kind of all of the, the heavy handed, preachiness of handmaid's tale which has its own amazing apocalyptic universe that they seem steadfast not to explore and uh you know walking dead's habit of like well how are we gonna make somebody walk alone into the old convenience store this week (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's funny that you said that the way you said it because my brain my brain reacted in a funny way right then i suddenly flashed 
in front of my eyes. exactly that scene and how many times we saw yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like I just got the, the frame of every time I've seen it all at once. And it's all the same. That's that's a funny thing that you just did to me psychologically. Weird. Because they all do it. popular show that knows why it's massively popular, which is that zombies mm-hmm. attack every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multiple times an episode. And so at a certain point, it's like, oh, no, uh, somebody's pregnant and they need supplies. And somebody's starving and they need supplies. Or somebody's sad and they need a chocolate bar. Like, well, I guess we're going to have to walk into the convenience store alone. Right. <laughs> I mean, as much as I, so I'm a, I'm unapologetically way into Handmaid's Tale. I really like it, but um, I'll be the first to admit that I would like them to explore that apocalyptic world more, because mm-hmm. um, that's what drives me in it. Uh, you know, and and again, the, you know, the 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 books and the and the TV show have diverged quite a bit. Uh, well, the book, book, book singular, I should say, right? book, yeah, not there's, books. There's a book, and they did an, a, a good job of telling that story in the first season. Yeah, they, they kind of got it hard. out of their system in the first season. You're right, and then they, and then everything else has sort of been whatever they want to do, and it's got its problems. But um, it is the worlds I'm most interested in, and so I, I hope why the last man can at least give me enough of that to keep going. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, so I got you know I got to reserve did- judgment, but yeah. Jerbs, did you watch um, the? Le- and forgive me if you've already answered this. Did you watch the leftovers? No, oh, I love didn't. the leftovers. I, I I will eventually get to it. Um, <sighs> I I was I was still a little little cheesed at old at old Lindy after long. <laughs> so I, 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 I to uh, you would to love that show. Yeah, it's, it, oh, it's so good. And it's, it, it's redemption for what a lot of people had the the problem they had with Lost because they did stick the landing on the leftovers and five there's a payoff. in right like so uh, yes. I also, like like after the first season I I did not hear great things I heard it got better as it went along so uh, oh really no I think oh, it, I love season think, one That's I think it was great, great from the get go but I it's been a while and I might my you know memory is uh, always looking back is always rosy but um, yeah. And you're not going to, yeah, not everyone's going to be served by uh, it, by every, like even in the chat, someone just said, I disagree. I hated the ending. Well, okay. Welcome yeah. to everyone feels different. But my, my point yeah, is course. like, I think jury specifically will like it. Like, mm-hmm. I think the things that he's, the things I think you find lacking in some of these other examples, I think they kind of nailed there. And you might see the problem is you're on a Lindelof sandwich where you really didn't like how he handled the end of lost or lost <laughs> how it petered out. And you really don't like what he did with Watchmen. And in between that sandwich is the meat, which is leftovers. So why oh, would you? I be? thought it was Prometheus, which I also hated. <laughs> the leftover meat sandwich is what he's describing. Yeah, he's Prometheus like, is not a is also kind of a bad okay. example. I can't see that. So the thing he did before, and I love Lost. Let me also mm-hmm. just say, uh, uh, I, I am more of an apologist for the ending of Lost in that I loved everything so much that I am willing to just kind of write off the fact that they got in over their head and mm-hmm. you know that was set up too many okay. mysteries and said just jesus told, will handle it they just <laughs> kind of yelled bankruptcy like got in the office and that was sort of uh, right yeah yeah you know I, I think i don't know leftovers uh, we'll, we'll 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 get to it but man did you watch preacher preacher was so good preacher oh loves preacher yeah preacher was awesome yeah. i wish preacher right, would have kept going right. and preacher was another one where it's like that's an on the road story, which they didn't want to tell an on the road story. Like every season was effectively them going to another town and experiencing a lot of these kind of things. But every character that mattered, they really brought to life. 
I think if, if there's one other thing that I would criticize about Why the Last Man is that, like, uh, ooh, some of the casting. Really? Oh, really? Oh, wow. What about uh, the president or acting president uh, only surviving cabinet lady member? A lot of the DC people are good. Talking more about, uh, you know, the character that we're going to spend the most time oh, with. Oh, really? Okay. I know what he means. York. Huh, interesting. He's okay. just not, I mean, like, that's a hard role, right? And I don't even really, really even blame the 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 guy. Like, that's a, it's a very nuanced role because he kind of has to be a dipshit. He kind of has to be your even-handed guide. So he's kind of acting like in a way that you could at least understand you or somebody you love would act as they go through this world. And then there's this very long simmering kind of romantic storyline that sort of runs through that is like very, very nuanced. And it's easier to tell in a comic when you can draw exactly the look in somebody's eyes that you want. It's much harder in, in moving image when you've got to kind of act through it. Uh, also they use the CGI monkey. <laughs> really? Oh man. And is it and it's noticeably CGI like it's distractingly CGI? Uh, I mean, I noticed it was a CGI monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's what yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So I'm looking at this guy who's playing York. It's a guy named Ben Schnetzer. And I'm looking through his filmography. The only thing I've seen him in is the Warcraft film where he played Cadgar. Oh that's Cadgar. It. Yeah. Wait. Cadgar? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, this yeah. guy. Okay, that's where I've seen this dude's face. That's the only place yeah, I've seen his face. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's the only place I've seen it. I haven't seen Snowden, which is probably the only other more mainstream film or popular film in this list. Uh, I don't even recognize most of these yeah. Most of these film titles. Like, yeah. And that's, that's something where it's like, I, I can understand where you have to make changes for a film adaptation or, or movie adaptation compared to a comic, where it's like, mm. Yorick is kind of a buster in the comics and and you know he's he's kind of swept through like caught in a riptide of this bizarre universe but in a television show where you got to spend that much time with somebody yeah you kind of got to mm-hmm. like them mm-hmm. yeah you kind of got to be charmed by them yeah uh and and it doesn't quite seem to be that i was also very annoyed by the fact that their pilot <laughs> didn't have the inciting incident of the entire universe within the first half hour. Oh, they that didn't? They, they just had everybody act really annoying. And it's like, yes, I understand that's the first comic. The first comic's 15 pages. Yeah. This was 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a yeah. Mm, that's interesting. So at the I moment remember when they had that reveal in the comics, was it immediate or was it something they discovered over time? Mm, I mean, there was some exposition in the beginning. Of just yeah. people doing it, going around their jobs, doing their stuff. Remember, I couldn't remember whether a lot of that story was told in flashbacks, mm-hmm. uh, I or if, I mean, I know that his interactions with his girlfriend definitely happen mm-hmm. before everything goes down, right? But uh, you know, beyond that, I don't know. It, it's kind oh. of a bummer, just because I do think that a television adaptation is the only really good way that you could tell a why the last man story. Um, no, I don't know if I can reveal this. I read a script for a in development movie version. Of- oh, is this back when we person we know was working on it? Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I know. And uh, it sucked. It was, was it bad? <laughs> well, there, there's a reason that got shelved, right? Like, it wasn't. Just it's it's and I don't blame anybody who wrote it. Like it's it's hard. It's really really hard. I mean, like the point of why the last man is this long meditation of life and gender and expectation and it's political mystery. It has like a little bit of like national treasure to it. It's got a little bit of uh, uh you know a survival story into it. It's got a lot of apocalypse story into it. It's just a very rich sort of uh, a brew that yeah. much like a good whiskey like if you add a little water it just kind of opens up the taste of it mm. and I, I feel like if you just do it all in in one two hour shot you're just like oh geez and then and, and that guy and these people and jesus oh yeah. okay i guess uh we've like it's like it's like dark tower you can't do that one movie and this was that was always going to be a bad idea i don't care how good you think it was going to be or who was involved that that dark tower movie did was not going to be good it needs to be a series if you're going to do it at all but it's hard these things are hard man and brian k vaughn writes hard stories to replicate Mm -hmm. on film and I don't know how you do. You think this is hard? Like if they ever tried to do Saga, I would be blown away if they ever pulled that off. Like that seems insane to me. Like yeah, never- and and that's you know it's funny that when I asked you about your favorite things, they were almost exactly what I really loved about it, which is odd because like I could tell you off the top of my head a billion different mile markers in some of the other comic series that I really loved, and like with why, like I don't even really know offhand. <laughs> like how they resolved the central problem. <laughs> I remember characters involved in it vaguely, but I have no idea how or why it happened. Uh, and, and I remember emotional beats in the story. I remember general kind of like the cool things and, and, and factions that kind of were around it. But I just remember enjoying that exploration. I, I enjoyed the slow walk through that world. It was yeah. like like almost like like a Zelda game or something like that, where just being around and talking to people is really the rich experience. It's not necessarily the fact that you you know got all the Triforces and beat Ganon again. Yeah, it's a harder translation. It's it's easy to take. I mean, I would argue it's easy to take something like The Walking Dead and move that to screen. Because well, yeah, because The Walking Dead is amazing because by Kirkman's own admission, uh, the story he wanted to write was th- the zombie story that never ends. Right. And he <laughs> did. Never ended. Yeah. He's like, 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 oh, what I want to know is what happens in the zombie movie after the credits roll. Yeah. It's like, cool. So the, the evolution is you don't have an ending? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Basically, yeah, which has its own, obviously, its own problems. But there's a real nuance to why The Last Man, and I don't even know why you'd try this project. It seems really hard. Um, but I, 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 I respect I'm, that they're I'm trying. Curious your thoughts. Uh, uh, I, I was, I was bummed by it, but uh, I'm sure other people are going to really enjoy it. And, and I will say that if, if you have watched the latter seasons of Handmaid's Tale, yeah, and and not wanted to backflip off a parking structure um <laughs> then you will probably enjoy it oh well then i might enjoy it because i like i don't mind them I, I like all of handmaid's tale even though i agree with some of your criticisms of it i mm-hmm. still am like all in i'm like i kind of want to keep watching it the um, writing in that last season oh boy it wasn't it's mm-hmm. best for sure yeah. some real good performance stuff though from 
some a bunch of the actors and some stuff. But yeah, it's not it's not their best I mean, writing. I, I I don't disagree, <laughs> uh, but I do believe that the the by by the end of the season the the plot was stuttering and shaking from how far it was stretched so they could make all these characters talk to each other one last time. Yeah, it was, uh, it felt like a, I don't like to blame things on pandemics, but I felt that one felt like it was constrained by things that shouldn't have constrained it. No, that was plot problems. They just, they put all the characters too far away. They didn't have consistent motivations. They didn't have realistic uh, uh, reactions to the moments that happened. And so they just kind of kept going for like, well, what's the craziest thing that could happen? Like, oh, well, she she now is the king of Hawaii. Oops. <laughs> now she's been captured again. And now she's in a basement and she's got a great <laughs> Like, oh, oops, she blew. She turned into a missile and now she's in space. <laughs> well, I really kind of want to see this version that you've described. That would be an amazing yeah, I'm here to announce that I've signed on for the next season of Handmaid's Tale. Excellent. I'm now the runner. Excellent. Uh, we'll get to. We'll finally get the show that we've been wanting. Uh, well, all right. Uh, if you're curious out there, it's FX and Hulu, so you can uh, see. I think it's a four episodes now. Three were dropped at once on Hulu, and now I think the fourth is up. Uh, yeah. As Brian mentioned, mm-hmm. so you can go watch that. Is if your heart so desires. Uh, Justin, well, I do like heels, heels on stars. It's a wrestling show, but if you liked Friday Night Lights, you, you'll you'll probably like heels. Oh, well, I love Friday Night Lights. Like I, yeah. I adored that show. Except season two was weird, but the rest of it was amazing. It's really good. Are you? Are, you've seen The Wire? You? I was the strike shortened one, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, was it? Well, it's all I know yeah, is it's the one that was where the one where they where they ran over the dude. Yeah, like, there was like a murder cover up the whole time. Yeah, that was, oh, that was right. weird. I don't know if that was two or three, but yeah, there was one season that was strike shortened, and they like basically <laughs> retconned everything away. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at it. Looks like it was season two, and they very quickly remedied that because three was great. The rest of the series is great. It's an amazing series with this strange. It was the first time that I really that that you really saw. Like, you know, there was there was a big cast changeover, which you're normally like, oh, mm-hmm. here it comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe sucks now that the cast changed. It's a high school show. They have to make him leave. Yeah. Right. And then replaced the main character with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, it turns out this was an upgrade. <laughs> Screw yeah. you, other guy. Yeah. He's that really was the first good. place a lot of us saw Michael B. Jordan was, yeah. was that. It was kind of a breakthrough role he, for him. He went through, he went from the wire to that, basically. He went from, uh, and he buffed up. He, that's when he started buffing up. Because uh, in the wire, by the time Wallace was toward the end of his story, in the wire he was, you know, just a skinny kid. Yeah. And then where's so, Wallace? Then he, yeah, where's Wallace? And then suddenly shows up in <laughs> Friday Night Lights. I'm like, oh, okay, someone hit the gym, looking good there, buddy. And now he's an enormous that guy. Jeez, yeah. No, he was great in that season, or that whole rest of that show was great. With yeah, he's yeah. great. So yeah, uh, Friday Night Lights is is pretty much the template i think for for heels which is about uh an independent wrestling company in in rural georgia uh two or one brother is running it his younger brother is also involved it was their dad's business who uh tragically died which you find out fairly quickly um it's i like it because i like professional wrestling and i've always thought that independent professional wrestling would be a great place to uh to stage a story 
but the show goes out of its way hmm. to, to welcome in people who have no idea what this world is. If anything, it's a tedious part of it for me to watch where they, they uh, expository, like take like Hogwarts level of dialogue to explain what <laughs> and, and where this weird world is. Uh, so so uh, do not let that scare you off. It, it starts Stephen Amell. Who was in Arrow? Oh, Arrow guy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have failed this city. Now you failed this wrestling <laughs> federation. I, I'm. I didn't even know this existed. Now I kind of want to see it. This looks like fun. I'd watch this. And I and Friday night. So, so basically, what you said is like how Friday Night Lights was not a show for football fans. Yes, this is not a show f- just for wrestling fans. For it's wrestling a show fans, that happens yeah. to be a really great drama that happens to have wrestling at the core of its whatever this is this is very much yeah uh, uh but basically swap teen angst and wondering about the rest of your world and having the expectations of society kind of crash down on you and fast forward it 20 years and now you're dealing with a bunch of guys who are in their 20s and 30s who maybe life has kind of they're they're having those questions of like well where where do i go like, why am I still working a job at a grocery store where every uh, a Sunday I get to be a superhero and then it ends? Yeah. And uh, uh, there's a, 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 and then a lot of the fun color of the bizarre sideshow world of professional wrestling is kind of uh, interjected in it. I like that it. And the two hottest people in the cast screw pretty much every episode. Oh, good. Lots of, <laughs> lots of like, sexy time. Like, great. The, uh, it, the, guy, the guy that plays his brother... His, his when brother- are the two hottest people in the cast going to? <laughs> when are they going to bone? Uh, Alexander Ludwig, I know that dude. He's the brother. He plays Ace Spade in this. Good lord, Ace Spade. Yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's yeah, he's he's the it's a wrestling kid. wrestling name. If yeah. I heard one, <laughs> no, they are. Uh, 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 their father was uh, uh, King Tom, quote unquote, King Spade. Oh and wow, two sons. Jack Spade and <laughs> <laughs> love it. That's hilarious. But he's great in Vikings. I just I like that dude. So oh, if you liked him in Vikings, then you will you will like him here. My only my only note with him is that they clearly love the actor so much that they cast him. I would guess probably about he reads about five years older than I think his character is supposed to be. Yeah, like his character is supposed to be two years out of high school yeah. when he had a, an injury and couldn't play college football yeah. uh, where he clearly looks like in his, you know, mid twenties, possibly you you could read him as old as like 30 because yeah. he's a man. He's weird. He's 90. He was born in 92 and in, in Vikings, he plays old. Oh, he looks old anyway, but everyone did in Vikings, I guess now that I think about it, but uh, he's yeah. born in 92. So what? So he's only 28, nine. What is it? 29 almost 30 go to <laughs> Dude, 92 yeah. that's no, so-, so yeah he, he reads about as old as he really is um but that's that's the thing is they the, the character is is written as if he was like you know only a couple years away from being in high school basically yeah well interesting i'm uh very curious now i had no idea we were gonna get this little bomb today this is great i'm gonna watch the show i'm gonna watch yeah. heels you want to talk about White Lotus next? Watch <laughs> <laughs> a guy poop in a suitcase. Yeah, I love yeah. I loved White Lotus. White Lotus I did too. Great. I did too. Yeah, Brian talked about that and liked it. Um, 
Yeah. You didn't watch it? No, I haven't seen White Lotus. Oh, you ever want to see Steve Zahn's balls? I do want to see his balls. Yeah, you get... <laughs> Dude, I think that's the second episode. Like, you don't have to wait long. First, first episode, I think. Wait, you really get to see Steve Zahn's actual testicles? They might be fake balls, but I wouldn't yeah. be shocked because they... they there's uh, Mike White loves awkward nudity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that who made this? Mike White. Yeah, that's right. Sack double. Yeah. Yeah. My, it might oh. have been a prosthesis or they might have gotten. Although, I don't know. They shot that in one hotel during COVID. And it would be really, really weird if one dude just gets to come in being the sack double. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. He can be a, a bus boy in the rest of the scenes. If, if, if he, <laughs> I forgot this guy wrote um, Orange County. I love Orange County. Oh, Orange County, yeah. Chuck and Buck. Yeah, no, Mike White's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you liked any of those scripts, he loves awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like his his instinct. What when when he's at his best, and I believe this is him at his best. Uh, he does very realistic scenes that then kind of get into almost sketch comedy premise level bizarre yeah. yeah like and and he's got some killers just absolute killers in this cast uh uh connie Britton speaking of, uh, of friday night lights yeah um oh man stifler's mom oh, what's her name uh oh, jennifer coolidge jennifer coolidge, yeah. jennifer coolidge is the secret weapon she it's is jennifer coolidge <laughs> being so jennifer coolidge that it it just it it it, it, it it's creates a black hole of Jennifer Coolidge for which everything is sucked into instantly. Did she ever say, what did you do with my dog, dumbass? Does she ever do that? <laughs> if you like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's great. There's one line about her character when she's describing herself that, that Ashley and I have yelled at each other multiple times. Uh, uh, it is uh, it is so good. And right. uh, yeah. And also Alexandra Daddario, she's awesome. Steve mm-hmm. Zahn, of course. Tony Britton, we mentioned. It's yeah. on my queue. Friday Night Lights. It's on yeah. my queue. Um, all right. Well, this is great. Uh, it, it, we should probably tell people if you got anything else going on this week. What are you doing? Oh, you know, you talked about the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But what else could people look forward well, to? I mean, that's for the Patreon. Uh, uh, although last week we did do a PX Free Week, so everything that normally is behind the paywall was out in in front. But that's over. Cheapskates, uh, pay up. Um, the good news is, is that on Friday, our next episode of PX3, I'm going to have Evan Scrimshaw, who is one of my favorite people because he writes professionally about betting on politics. Mm. So he is, he's almost more than I am invested monetarily in who's going to win and who's not. And not only do we have a great conversation about Canadian elections, which I never talk about, but he's from Canada. He wanted to talk about it, so we get a solid 20 minutes of Canadian election breakdown, and then we preview a couple upcoming uh, races, including the newly rumored Beto versus Abbott uh, gubernatorial matchup here in Texas, as well as him giving us a total degenerate political gambling pick. I'm not even going to reveal it, (laughs) but it was... In a country that I I have no idea what the politics are, he told me it was free money, and I'm going to bet it. You should, too, when you listen to (laughs) on the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast out tomorrow. I am sold on this concept. Uh, Justin Robert Young, have a great... Oh, before before you go. The jury will now retire. That's it. Uh, Have a fantastic one. We'll see you next time. 
I know. I remember now. You notice that? I don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm impressed. What's up with that? Do you have a, you have a reminder comes up? <laughs> I really don't, but I, I, I don't know. It's my brain finally locked it in. We're good to go. Speaking of good to go, we're good to go. Uh, that's the show, you guys. We did it. We did a show today. I don't know if you noticed, but that right there, that was a show. We and, did it. Uh, Here's we the, did a half show, and it wasn't a half show. No. We did a full show. Yeah, we done, did, we we done did half show. That was, that was pre-show was the half show. Yeah, so. there you go. Uh, and you'll get a, little more, <laughs> get a little more on the tail end when you guys vote and give us titles. So stick around for that if you're here live. Uh, Patreon.com slash TMS is how you support this thing. It's how the uh, engines keep running. If you want us to keep throwing coal in those hot uh, holes... <laughs> Then uh, so you got to belly up. Pa- Patreon.com slash TMS. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. And don't forget to send us those emails. We need your feedback. Fro- uh, the morning stream at gmail.com. Also, just a quick shout out to Jeff Sire. He used to write in all the time. Jeff would, oh, uh, Bronco yeah. would write in all the time. I haven't heard from Jeff in ages. I just yeah, want to make sure. Okay. He's, yeah. he, he wrote some questions for uh, What's Your Nerd? And um, uh, haven't heard from him since. So hope he's doing okay. Yeah, we're just putting it out there. Jeff, if everything's all right, just let us know that you're still there and things are okay. I'll drop you an email later and see how you're doing. Um, all right, that is it. We should go, but we can't go without song. You have song? I have song. Uh, Leslie wrote in. Leslie Logan's mom said, oh. uh, Hey guys, on September 21st, Logan's dad is entering the last year of his 30s. Happy I usually try to find. to you! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I usually. I, you do it, and I, I should expect I should just pause, wait for it, and yeah. then. Uh, any ref- any hint of a birthday, the smell of a birthday, and I'm like, I'm hitting that button. I'm doing it now. I, miss the, I do miss the Pat Marita. Happy birthday! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, I usually try to find a cover of September since that song is literally about the 21st of September. But since we just saw Green Day at Dodger Stadium two weeks ago, we both want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Uh, could you help us do that? Thanks a bunch. Oh, and happy birthday, Chris. Oh, yeah, happy uh, birthday. And, and from us as well, happy birthday, Chris. Yes, yeah, he's cool. Um, yeah, I had no idea this existed. This is part of something called uh, Live from Hella Mega that uh, Green Day did. It's a cover of that song from Kiss. You know it. Rock and roll all night. Um, This is Green Day Live, and I don't think it's Billy Joe singing because the vocals sound totally different. So I'm not sure who's doing vocals on this or if it's just his voice is shot from, you know, maybe did this at the end of the concert. But it doesn't sound like Billy Joe. Uh, Here's Green Day. Rock and roll all night.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ugh. Oh. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.